How you doing? We don't have anything for the cold open. We have us saying we're going to go to the bathroom. Um, and then all three of us went to got, the bathroom. Gone. Uh, oh yeah. Except for Ray. Ray's a uh, iron bladder. We call him old iron bladder. No, I took care of everything before I got on here. I did too, but my I coffee had to be kicked in. in. Uh, my coffee kicked in. I did too, but I cracked open a second monster, and that kind of did me. In. You're crazy. Dave's wilding. He's already in a second monster. Uh, just for a reference, it is now nine thirty-two a.m. I've been awake for three. hours. We're only two minutes. Why? We're only two minutes past our start time. Why would you be awake for three hours on purpose? Because uh, he just wakes up that early. Yeah. Uh, no Shit, I was just going to start playing Final Fantasy when my alarm clock went off to tell me to come back here and record. I woke up at 5.15, and then I was like, I'm going back to bed, and I woke up at 7. And then I, I was going to get on CFTs and finish the last two combinations or whatever I need. I woke up at 8.45. Monster. All right, yeah, that's, that's fine for a cold open. Perfect. We'll use it. Uh, that's an excellent segue. Those two commendations in t- from Sea of Thieves to talk about something after I do the introduction right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Invite to Party podcast with Jeremy. Jeremy Weaver. Mm, last name. Maybe I'll beep that out. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook. Whatever. Uh, I am, of course, joined by Brian, Dave, and Ray. How's it going? I'm Brian. I'm the one with the beard. I'm Dave. <laughs> Dave's kind of embarrassed. He's doing fine. But Jeremy's He's doing fine because he should have canned it already. He's I'm doing Ray, fine. By the way, that's those are these dulcet tones. Oh, dulcet. I love that word. It just sounds like it's just evocative of like what the word actually means. Not quite onomatopoeia. I don't know what that word like means. Dulcet. So. Dulcet? It's like describes like the tone of the voice. Like dulcet. That Ray. That's what he sounds like. That's what the that's the definition. It just has Ray's like waveform in there. And then you scan it with your phone and it plays it. But I just want to take a quick second to thank our listeners. You know, I should be doing this every time, but you know, thanks for checking us out. Uh, all more than you're disrespecting them now. What, Dave? There's uh, there's more than three, and then now you're ignoring at least five or six of them uh, <laughs> by saying that, including me as <laughs> one of the listeners. No, but uh, thank you guys for checking us out and the listening. You know, it's just nice. You know, can't include me in the listeners. Just to know that I there's a couple people. I, I, I do a few enjoy people the listening. fact that we have listeners. They have engaged me is nice uh go on the discord especially if you want direct access to us unfiltered or at least me unfiltered almost too unfiltered especially in the daddy issues channel yes very just because you have uh particular hang-ups on how the real world and boys and girls work okay doesn't mean that i do (laughs) but you know about all about how boys and girls work is this going in the podcast? Sure. Why not? Um, anyway, yeah, uh, please join the Discord. You can chat with us. Um, yeah, it's just cool. You know, thank you guys for listening and, and you know, supporting us. Oh, also, are, are people engaging you violently? That was my other question. Are they engaging you violently? Like they see you in public and they just slap you. Like, I heard. What, what are we you talking? Like trial by something. combat here? Like. We could. We've had some pretty fiery opinions. I, don't think I can't remember that. any of them for some reason right now, but I'm sure Ray um, said something. 
you know. If I've said it's very polarizing. Upset you. Um, too bad. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say go fuck yourself. I like too uh, bad too though. No, um, I'm not. Can you say, say go that. fuck yourself with a New York accent? I can say that, but I'm not going to because they don't deserve it if they've been upset by me. Also, I was going to turn to a soundbite and make it no, mine, like ringtone or something. I don't have a ringtone. What is this? I already 2002? have enough satisfaction Jesus. knowing that Jeremy's got women's sneakers in the background for himself. You can't tell until I told you. Everyone, this is football gray is the better one. They had another version, like a regular gray for men. I was like, fuck that. It's actually like baby blue, but they call it football gray. How did you know. find a woman's you know, size you know. for your foot? It's called converting it. Yeah. They make big foot things. For Wait, women, Jesus <laughs> yep. Nike's uh, new Yeti wear. Um, my size in women's <laughs> is like thirteen, and they don't make that for women. Uh, I don't know if they. You'd be surprised. Now we might have to go look. Um, oh, know, I've looked. They like I'm. Uh, it's not very common. I'm size Hold eight point five. Size thirteen shoe. How do you walk around in your room? Not, not. No, I have a size thirteen in women's shoe. Oh, oh, they definitely make that. Well, I'm a size 12 in men, so what's that converted to women's? Like 18? 12, uh, 13.5. What? You add you add 1.5 to your size, and that's woman, your three. woman's size. No. No. Because I'm a 10 women's. If I want it like comfortable, if I'm buying like sneakers like for running, then it's a 10.5. All right, but. can we move past this? I'm already done with this conversation. Kicks. This is the new sneakerhead, uh, you know, thing. Crimson tint is dropping today for all you guys who know. Dunks. More dunks. Yeah, Dunk season, baby. Dunk season, baby. Um, yeah, all right. Uh back on whatever we were talking about. Uh Sea Thieves dropped a I want to say eponymous, but that's not the word I want. A uh, pretty ridiculous update that came out of left field. They announced at E3 and it came out two weeks later. Um, uh-huh. Two of our hosts have been playing playing it voraciously. They've been devouring the content as they Dave do. Dave has been playing it more They're than They're just I have. machines. Um, so, yeah, I want to hear Brian's opinion on it first because if you guys don't know Brian, which you probably do, you do know him. He loves two things. Sea and thieves. Captain Jack Sparrow <laughs> and fucking. Pirates on the Sea of Thieves. So this is like I just when I saw this first debut, I was like, Brian's gonna blow his flip his shit because that's like two things. It's just perfect marriage. They were like they did a like a beta test or like audience testing, and it's just a room full of Brian's, and they're like, "What do you guys want?" And they all said the same thing: Captain Jack Sparrow and Sea of Thieves. It makes sense, you know. They all look the same, dressed the same, but yeah. So uh, what are you guys' thoughts? I'm curious because I haven't played it at all. Yet, I do want to play it. I haven't played it yet. But so yeah, how was it? How was it, Brian? Tell me about it. Brian, this is an audio podcast. If you yeah, it's majority audio. Here. We do have video on the YouTube, which you can subscribe. Ding that bell. Um, it Check was us out. Sometimes it's fantastic. Shit on there. They um, uh, they hit. It's got a little bit of something for everybody. Whether you're a fan of Sea of Thieves, whether you're a fan of pirates movies or if you're a fan of the pirates rides of disney it's got a little bit of everything it's all there um Mm -hmm. and there is some appearances by some other characters that we didn't expect like captain barbosa makes an appearance at some point 
Um, so spoiler. Probably. <laughs> spoiler warning. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a mini spoiler. I'm sure. I'm pretty know. sure if anybody gives a shit about Sea of Thieves, they've, they've already played through all yeah. of this. So. Hey, I give the shit. I give the shit. I stand uh, by what I it. said. Wow. I, I just don't have a crew to play with. I'm on the B team now. That's my fault. You know, you got you to gotta put active duty people on the active roster. But I haven't played it yet, and I'm not going to play by myself. Maybe I'll do a solo. So I don't know. But go Jeremy, ahead. Have you checked Please the Discord? There's people in there that are looking for a crew to play with. Yeah, but I don't yeah. want to play with them. No offense. <laughs> then who do you want to play with? Stan and Brandon have no interest in replaying those um, tall tales. They've already expressed that. They don't even care about going back and getting the journals and stuff. Um, oh. No, they don't. So how they is want to get back to PvP. Then? Yeah. What's I think that? it oh, okay. depends on what your main focus in the game is. If if you are a story-based game player, I think there's there's a lot of fun to be had there going back. Uh, yeah. It's going to be the same story, though. There's no real alternate paths or, nah. you know, it's very on rails. Uh, okay. At one point, literally. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing, necessarily. <laughs> At one point, it's literally uh, on rails yeah. because you're going through, like, almost a Disney ride in one of the Tall Tales. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so I, I mean, for me, like I, I think it's it's really good. It's a little little shallow as far as like narrative goes. Um, yeah, a little bit, but I still enjoyed. I, every I could have used some more, some more lore in there. Uh, you know, like more explanation as to why Jack is now in the Sea of Thieves and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, but I mean, there's enough there. There's enough there that, like, you know, you get you get the gist of the the storyline. I have played it both, everything but the last uh, mission, both uh, solo and with a group, uh, with a group first, and then I went back to get all the journals and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, there's really good. <laughs> yeah, but twice each time, I, like only two times okay. for each thing and everything was able to be completed in those two times you don't have to do it five times like you used to or three times. <laughs> um and also you could do it all in one yeah like every one of them is like an hour plus long. really um, i feel like that's fine there's there's multiple stages of some of them there's a lot of jumping puzzles there's a lot of puzzly bits a lot of escape room type deals where cool you have to find this, i heard that reference that too to, on twitter so I, I really enjoyed all those aspects. Um, the voiceover works really good on everybody but Barbosa. I didn't really think <laughs> oh, they didn't captured like that? it too well. Okay. Um, Davy Jones is spot on. Uh, I wouldn't Captain say Jack spot, on, spot on, but on. Uh, I mean, you can tell it's, it's not close enough. You can tell it's not Bill Nye, <clears throat> the science guy. Bill Nye, no, a different Bill Nye. I'm serious. It's a different um, Bill Nye. Well, and it's yeah, also not Johnny Depp, but yeah, they're they feel like the character where Barbosa does not feel like the character at all. Really? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, there were some lines that he said that were okay, but other ones like it was too like sing songy and like like rhymy. It was weird. Well, it just didn't it didn't hit right for me. If I remember correctly, Barbosa is actually a character from the the original rides. Well, I think they replaced the original captain on that that ship that's uh, 
outside of uh, what's it, Issa there, whatever. I don't know. That one fort. I think they replaced the original captain that was there with Barbosa in the ride. His name might have been originally Barbosa, but it didn't look like Jeffrey Rush. Now it does. Like they right. They changed it over. Oh, uh, okay. Came. And the the so, newer updates, which I have, I've never seen the newest updates to like post movie updates to Pirates of the Caribbean. Last time we were there, uh, the ride was shut down for maintenance for the week that we were there. Oh man! So we didn't get to ride it at all. So I haven't seen the the Davy Jones, Barbosa, Captain Jack Sparrow editions to the actual ride. So the update added, it obviously added stuff, which is more, so basically like in the older Tall Tales, it was like in the open world, like he had ganked and your shit stolen from you and you'd have to start over whatever. That, this one is all taking place in like a separate Not area, all of right? it. There are, all of it, there no. are some that um, are a, a bit um, not, or that are in the open world and people camp those spots and kill tall tailors. Okay. Classic sea of thieves, you know, we didn't really run into that too much. Our, our ship got sunk during the second tall tale. Mm -hmm. Um, somebody else rolled up on it. Uh, that tall tale was notorious for being very difficult to get through. Okay. Uh, Is that that black pearl one? Yeah. The sunken pearl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, They're doing some changes to that. Yeah. They're actually, uh, sea of thieves is currently right now offline for the update. Really? So, yeah, I didn't know yeah, they're updating it so that like the the cannonball barrels on the one ship that you have to fight from. I'm not going to try. I'm trying not to spoil everything, but uh, the, they actually refresh. Remember how we didn't have any? We had to use guns the entire time, and it took a long ass time to raise the ship up where we needed it mm-hmm. to progress. Um, there were supposed to be cannonballs in that cannonball. Like, I was glad there wasn't. Like hundreds of them. Yeah, there was none in there because somebody else had come through too soon uh, before us. And they didn't oh, have time is that why? So they're refreshing every time the event resets. Yeah, I read through the, the patch notes. There was some other spots um, to try and prevent oh, okay. like uh, players from all getting jammed up at the beginning of that, the, that section uh, where they have to wait for the other groups and everything to get through. And then they, it might not reset correctly. There's a bunch of fixes out there, so it looks like they're they're cleaning up that. I, I think what it was was they couldn't publicly test this, so they probably tested the you know a group ran through it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they didn't have a group right behind them to see how that mm-hmm. would affect the reset. You know, they just assumed that it would work correctly. Yeah. Uh, which, for the secrecy of this patch, I'm willing to to allow yeah. them. The, uh, the the little bit of inconvenience that we had during that tall tale for the absolute bomb that they dropped at E3. I mean, it's, yeah, this never that never happens. That's really cool. Yeah, and they're like, more. and it's an out in two weeks, you know, and it's, it's not a, even a two Disney weeks. So it was like a week and a half. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they were. Yeah, it was. It was pretty crazy. I, I, I liked the, the entire thing. I think that there was enough variation on the theme, like throughout it. Uh, there was enough different types of combat. There's new enemies, uh, emergent enemies out in the open. Uh, plus, you know, the, the different types of combat, ship to ship combat. Um, you know, uh, NPCs boarding your ship. 
That's uh, really cool. You know, That's and, awesome. And you having to take them out while you're dealing with, you know, ship to ship combat. Uh, new layouts for ships because the, the the actual Black Pearl looks amazing. The actual uh, Flying Dutchman looks amazing. A lot bigger uh, some than of the regular new ships ones. we see. Oh, they're huge. With like man, you know thirty cannons, yeah, it's it's that's basically what it is—the size of a man of war. Uh, and there's something to be said with, where you're like sailing in ship-to-ship combat alongside the Black Pearl, and you can look with your spyglass over there and see Captain Jack Sparrow like turning the wheel. Oh, know? really? Yeah, like he's actually on the ship. Like that's crazy. He's shouting orders. Sometimes he's on changes. Sometimes he's on your ship helping you shoot cannons and shit. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like he joins your crew and he, yeah, he'll he'll shoot cannons and, and, and do all kinds of stuff. Huh. Interact with you. That makes the future updates, I think, a lot more like mm-hmm. the potential now that they have that. Like, yeah, like I, I would love to see this story continue. The, they like leave it kind of open ended at the end. The tall tale that we did yesterday, the, pop- the last one before we left, Jack was like, "Oh, you might want to get uh, supplies before we head out." Because he's like, uh, you know, yeah. So like he, yeah, he warned you about like what's coming up. Yeah, but so uh, that's like the 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 storyline content and such. But uh, there's other stuff obviously in the update. Uh, how have you done like much PvP or anything like in the open world? A little bit, uh, only a little. To be honest, most of the the focus since the update on the twenty second has been. The tall tales, which I think Forever is why me. Brandon and, and Stan want to get back to. Mm-hmm. ruling the seas is normal um yeah which is fine i i just want to finish the last couple accommodations that i have so i can unlock the what do you the, get uh, i'm just curious uh well that's kind of a huge spoiler isn't it is it a spoiler is it here wait let me uh i don't care i'm gonna pause it really quick i just want to know like right now oh my god jesus there's Christ. tons of cosmetics Dave like just told like me. the black pearl and and sales and and uh flags and you can buy jack's costume and um other members of the crew's costumes that's really cool oh yeah i did check out the store a little bit i'm really yeah i'm really excited the the fact that the ship models like another ship model is like in the game now new enemies are in the game uh three new and three new types of weapon is in the game yeah that's really dope four four yeah there's the well no there's five six there's six new enemies so you have the siren leaders and the sirens. Mm-hmm. You have the electric eel guys, the clam guys, and the crab guys. Oh, I was just, and then you have the uh, ghost pirates. Yeah, that to me that's three because the ghost pirates are all one, the ocean crawlers are all one, and then the sirens are all one. Yeah, well, I, I would separate them because they have different attack patterns and different. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And if you want to get technical, there's also. Uh, captains for the ghosts that have different attacks. Three new groupings of uh, enemies. Yeah. Yeah, And none of them are skeletons. No. That's awesome. That's the best part. If they kill you, you still get the green light. Yeah. The green lantern. So basically just get killed by an enemy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they do. Not that I'm already like chomping at the bit for the next content, but like, Something more like a new ship would be a more permanent change that like would change the dynamic of the, the of the seas per se. Hopefully, like how sirens change it. But obviously, you haven't done much PvP yet. But I'm I'm curious to see how these new tridents. Yeah, I, I would the like sirens to see at least a six-person ship. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think that'd be dope. Even if it's like super unwieldy. And six people in a party is pretty crazy, even if you're doing like two ships. A six so person ship be, against uh, a suit, though. In theory, it'd be like super I, like annoying to I don't see to, the to difference drive. between that and sloops that are able to take out galleons. Uh, I, I just imagine it'd be extremely not maneuverable at all. Yeah, but yeah, it can go it's straight. So it's kind of like an American muscle car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a fort. So like you, yeah. if you get broadsided, you're fucked if you're asleep. But like otherwise, like you just sail quicker than they can like rotate. Yeah. Plus we'll there's probably going to be at least like two and a half decks. I'm thinking. Uh, there's a lot of to, real estate to shoot. Like you'll have to like run up to bail. There'll be more. Oh, floors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two I mean. floors. That would be a pain in the nutsack. Take longer to yeah. sink. Though, so, uh, I mean, there's there's going to be counterbalances if they if they. Ever I don't know. It. Plus, if you get barreled on the bottom maybe, deck, maybe some people are hoping for holes. an eight person man of war. I mean, I think that's a little bit too. That'd be too much. Plus, you know, get laggy. I guess there's too much stuff going on. In well, one spot. if they do an eight person one, maybe they should do a server where it's just that and like maybe galleons and nothing smaller. Because then that way I won't, I won't, um, you know. Yeah, but can you imagine this? It'll cut into the streamer content. Galleon versus, or Sloot versus Man of War solo. And then they just kill the whole thing. That's what they want. That's what the people want. It's all about balances. They'll, they'll figure it out. You know, they're, they're relatively balanced right now. But so, yeah, that's our little, uh, taster on Sea of Thieves. Uh, I am interested. My interest is peaked for the future. So that's really cool. Uh, and now we know that Rare hasn't been just chilling, relaxing on their laurels like everybody thought, you know, this is a trip feed of content. And it's like just a tsunami wave. <laughs> yeah, I actually feel that Mike way drop. with a number of companies right now. Like they all came out with really decent surprises where everybody thought they were sleeping or they just gave up. And they weren't. They were just doing it behind the scenes. So. Oh, uh, speaking of sleeper hits. Ray played Dark Alliance uh, recently, which is available now on Game Pass. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because I played about five minutes. Looks cool. Looks nice. But uh, that yeah. didn't actually play it, so Ray did, though. Now, let's let's go into a little bit of history of uh, dear old Ray here. My first D&D game was bought at 12, Redbox. Okay. That was 30... 30-ish, 30-plus years ago. Okay, let's just put it that way. So, a whole Jeremy ago, I started getting into role-playing games. Okay? Played D&D, played the shit out of it. Played AD&D, played the shit out of it. Played everything that I could get my hands on. And growing up in New York, you got your hands on a lot of really good stuff that a lot of people didn't even know about for years. Um, it was, it was, you know, it was kind of interesting the way it was. Um, now, I moved on to video games, uh, played all throughout my whole history, and uh, every time somebody said, hey, there's a new D&D game, I went and I, I checked it out. I loved uh, Baldur's Gate, the Baldur's Gate series, the, the Diablo-esque, right? A little bit of story here, go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the new game. And Baldur's Gate had more characterization in the characters than this game does. This game is 
here's a lobby for these four very famous heroes. By the way, they're not going to talk to each other or really interact with anything else. Go into the portal, hit everything you see with poor AI, uh, and then, by the way, we're not even going to identify your gear until you come out of the dungeon, so you can't upgrade on the fly. Uh, this game was terrible. This game's trash, excited. and that's the reason why it's day one for Game Pass. Okay, um, I'm not gonna lie. Like it's mm-hmm. as a brawler, right? Because it then, oh, you know, maybe because it's an RPG, it's not a great brawler. I um I went back to Avengers because Avengers is much cleaner uh, and more concise and more entertaining brawler than this is. In brawlers, okay, you have certain attack patterns. You kind of learn the enemies, that type of thing. You might want to block at certain times or dodge out of the way. Uh, the windows for blocking and parrying are small. Um, the enemies don't move, and then when they move, it's with a flurry of attacks that are very difficult to learn the pattern because they don't move for such long instances of time that you don't know, you know, <laughs> are. Um, so the idea is to kill them before they attack, right? Um, it's, it's not good. It's not good. Um, also when you get knocked down off your feet in the average brawler, it takes, if you're off your feet for one second, that's a long ass time. You can ask Dave when we play Avengers if mm-hmm. something has us frozen for more than yeah. like a second. Like we need help immediately oh. at that point. Dude, I'm frozen. I can't get out of it. Come over and help me. And that's when Hulk smash and clears out the area so I can get out of whatever whatever crowd you know crowd control effect it was. And that's for anybody in the game. It takes almost mm-hmm. two full seconds to get up off the ground in this game, Dark Alliance. That's a killer solo. So they're pushing you to play co-op is really what it is. Because if you make one mistake single player, it's entirely possible because the AI doesn't look that great or that smart that you're going to be completely overwhelmed and trashed. And then you'll have to start the thing over again. Okay, whatever board it was or whatever, whatever checkpoint. Um, I I literally I turned I turned to Miss Cherry, I turned to Liz and. said, well, that was unfortunate. I don't even want to ask the guys to try this co-op with me. And then I immediately just turned on Avengers. Like, <laughs> it was it was seamless to me. Yeah. If you like D&D, go and give it a shot. Your ex- you know, experiences may vary, but I'm, I'm a brawler guy. Like, I like these types of combat games, and the fact that Avengers did it so well, even though it was glitchy as shit when it came out, the combat was still really fucking tight. Um, is what kept me around on that game for a long time because I felt like Captain America. You know, I felt like the Hulk was helping me. Like you, there, there was a certain kineticism to it all, right? Um, in this game, it's D and D characters that aren't talking. <laughs> what is that? Like D and D role playing game. These are famous characters that have novels about them. You know, because I don't know. They mm-hmm. talk and they have deep, deep lore and history. And this game is just really, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't get it. Is it going to be a platform? It, it like sounds Avengers like a just... really good. It sounds like a really good mobile game. <laughs> no, the mobile game's better than Even this because there's storylines. good mobile it. games. <laughs> like, um, like, I'm, I'm thinking I did see like, a funny, unless the uh... plan is to drop other famous characters in so they can kind of fight together, but that's still shallow because at least, and right. Dave will get this, I don't know if anybody else will, at least you got elevator chat, believe it or not, with the Avengers. Really good stuff, too. 
Yeah. You know, they yeah. always said stuff to each that. other. Um, and as a matter of fact, you can combo things together, which I didn't know until like right before everybody started leaving. Apparently, you can combo uh, abilities together in Avengers. Like you can Unibeam right yeah. off of, and Cap could jump in the front of the Unibeam and redirect it behind you. <laughs> if you're missing a target, are like you really cool trying stuff. to sell us coming back to the game? It's just no. like. I'm in the Undercover. game. Anybody that wants to ah. play high level, you know what I'm saying? You want to be an Avenger, you come and play with me. That's how it works. Okay? I don't... You guys do whatever it is that you're doing. But I think that is definitely worth coming back to with all the updates there. And definitely um, uninstall Dark Alliance. <laughs> I'm, I'm just... I'm going out there now <laughs> I think uninstall. you're... Uh... You're reflecting the sentiment I saw. I did see a funny uh, Twitter video of uh, – this is regards to the AI. But uh, if you're playing as the archer and you're yeah. standing far enough back, you can literally just wail on an enemy and they don't react. They don't like charge at you. They just stand there uh, and let you geez. kill them. Radius is not – yeah, just, the radius and, uh, for interaction is not the same as her range. So yeah. she can literally the ra- sit outside uh, the animation was super. Circle. The animation was horrible too. Like her head and like torso don't move. It's just her arm. Like, she's literally, her head is like, it's just like super bad animation. I'm sorry, developers, if you're listening to this or you hear this down the line when we're famous and you're like, wow, I want to check out these old episodes. (laughs) I am sorry. I know you guys want to make a good game. It just didn't work out this time. That's all. You know, some things just, you know, just don't work out. This is one of them. You know, maybe you spend too much money on the the budget, by the way. So I it looks cool, <laughs> as far as what I could tell. The graphics are <laughs> does, yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie though. When I did see the the trailer, when I was looking at it, I wasn't that impressed. So I wasn't expecting I, something big. I but. want a good Dungeons and Dragons property game to come out. I would really like it if it was under the banner of Dragonlance, but it has to be character driven. It has to be uh, interactive, like you said. Like the, yep. the characters have to, to to talk to one another. Like playing through the Dragonlance War of the Lands saga in a you know three part epic fucking game that comes out you know once a year, once every sure. two years. You know something like akin to like a Skyrim, uh, but with multiple characters. You know maybe you don't play as the 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 main heroes of the lance, but maybe, maybe you're like the uh, the rogue squadron. I mean, they. Die I have I have one better for you, Dave. And let's see, because if if you like this pitch, then Jeremy's going to go and pitch this on our behalf to the company. <sighs> we do a Dragonlance role playing campaign, a la the way Dragon Age does it. I've never played Dragon Age. Believe Dragon Age is one of the best. Which RPGs Dragon Age? That you've never played then, because like it the plays one... like an RPG. Did you play uh, Inquisition? No, I haven't Dragon played Age any of Inquisition. You should. No, uh, Ray, did you play Inquisition? Oh, yeah. yeah, I played Inquisition. Did, like what? something like that? Yeah, yeah, I loved it too. I know it's yeah. not like other people's favorite, but I, I played the entire thing, all the DLC. I, I put like 200 hours Dragon into Age, it. And I got the RPG here too. Like that's, that's an amazing game um, with tons of lore in it, a great world. You know, it, it's got a lot to it, and you can either set up the party to be AI, and you just control you, or you can decide to pause at certain moments in a pitched combat 
to change whatever their tactics are going to be and then hit, you know, play again, so to speak. So it's really cool on how you want to micromanage things. Um, the interactions like and the relationships involved with the character, it's its pretty much where Mass mm. Effect got its blueprint from. So you've played Mass Effect, right, Dave? It's deep. Yeah. Uh, no, so, I haven't. Uh, I, I have Andromeda, and I've been meaning to pick up the, uh, the original. Mass Effect is one of the best games of the 360 PS2 era. I I am having a stroke. That's crazy. I've I've already went over this. I've never played Dragon Age or Mass Effect. Well, you both need to play that. The Legendary Edition just came out. Uh, 100% play it. It's one of the best games ever made. I don't have time for that. You know what? Uh, He's on the seas right now. It's where he is. I'm saying I would just highly recommend it. This is it worth too. playing instead of playing Sea of Thieves. Nah. Mass Effect is one uh, of the I best games ever I want to get the, the remaster of, of Mass Effect, but like, I never got into it because I never had an Xbox. and that was It was Xbox on PlayStation. Originally, or did that was that later? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it came out. For, it was system agnostic. I think it came out for everything. I don't know. I, for me, I, I thought it was like a Xbox exclusive, so I never really. Yeah, I'm not Looked telling you. I'm not yeah, telling you PSD. wrong or anything, but 100, you got to play. It. Literally one of the best franchises ever, and don't listen to the haters. Andromeda is good. Don't listen to them. I have Andromeda. They're dickheads. Andromeda is very good till the last seven minutes. It's fine. Andromeda is one of you the know, best sci-fi games that's been ever published. Until the last seven minutes. The combat was fantastic. You could see it was the blueprint for Anthem. It's kind of a similar thing. Uh, I loved it a lot. And I thought the character, they it had like limitless dialogue, I think, when you're riding around in your scooter or whatever. The same company thing, created both of them. It. Mass Effect is, I don't want to say a spiritual successor, because it's not. They kind of ran concurrently, but Dragon Age came out first by several years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you but can Mass tell Effect that they bigger. used a lot as part of mass effect that's how that's how mm-hmm. good it was i don't understand why dragon age doesn't get the, the attention it deserves but apparently rumor is they're coming out with another one which is yeah i'll, I'll be hundreds of hours into that as well so. there's some spoilery stuff for the end of uh, inquisition so i won't say it but it keeps going with that storyline oh yeah it's yeah, pretty dope yeah. i'm really excited for that but, um, yeah um when you do yeah. play it, you what can come and say, "Yeah, I can see Dragonlance easily in that type of setup," because it—that—that's all it screamed to me. Because you want to get to know the heroes of Kryn as well, and interact with them, and it's the best way to yeah. do it. It's just fantastic. So, all right, well, that was it. So, uh, play Dark Alliance at your own behest. Don't ask me to join you, and uh, good luck. Don't fall down. <laughs> I'm going to delete it immediately <laughs> after we're done here. I'm going over to my Xbox and deleting it. That's all right. I when was going to do the same thing. value of play is less time than it takes to download the game and install it. Then, yep. It's yeah. $60 so for one hour of gameplay, basically. It, <laughs> let me tell you something. In one of these on games, days, the first one hour. levels don't light your, your, your socks on fire, so to speak. And you know the rest of the game is going to be like this. Nobody plans the set piece for midway through the game or the end of the game. Like, you've got to, like, set something up very early on. 
and yeah. there was nothing set up. It's literally you had to figure it your feels way like around. Feels like a cash grab then. Uh, another I, I don't drift. Know. It looks cash like this might have been. Right. It looks like there was an idea here, and the idea got lost, and then they put it out thinking that they could put the idea back in or somehow shoehorn it back in. But the truth is, is even the marketing was very weird because the first trailer was really somber and you get to play your heroes and join us. And then the second one had weird heavy metal and played into be a gamer. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was it was it was funny. They were all making quips. Right. You know, Dritz Jordan doesn't make, really make quips at things. You know what I mean? It's not that's not who he is. Drugar the Dwarf. While Stachi right. didn't really make quips at beholders, so it just seems like they lost their way or something changed midstream. But the idea was there, and it's mm -hmm. just not fully realized whatever it is that they're trying to go for. It's a shame. It is sad. Bring on a scent. I hope I'm not disappointed again. <laughs> I, uh, that also made me a little bit more nervous for Ascent because yeah. it's, I mean, I uh, personally, I think it looks cooler, but like, it's kind of like, what is the quality of the Game Pass games going to be? Like, very, it's going to, I mean, this is the very first one. So maybe they're just like, we need something for June uh, to roll out right after E3. Let's grab this game. Sure. And then so we can say like, we have a game per month for the next six months. So maybe that was kind of it. Um, Ascent's been in development longer. It looks better. I think it's next gen only. I don't want to. I don't want to say that is for sure, but it might be. Um, and it was built like from the ground up, I think, for this experience. So I'm a little bit more. And uh, even the trailers interested me a lot more in seeing also, it in motion. Also, how do you have D and D with no mages? That no is mages weird. There is no magic. Game. There's two, uh, three fighters and an archer. Uh, well, I mean, the archer. The archer is classified as a fighter. The, I just mean uh, like it's, it's two fighters, damage. a barbarian, and a paladin. That's it. So one quasi healer. No magic. Yeah, I, I don't even know, bro. Like I have. I don't no think idea. there is. It just says like fighter, barbarian, and then tank is under the, tank. the dwarf, right? They didn't even give him a class. They made the. Dwarf you don't get tank. a healer or mage. That this uh. in a game that's like in a universe that's like you know magic and stuff yep, that no mages. some weird choices maybe it was just too difficult or something i don't know i don't know what's going yeah. on behind the scenes. maybe they plan on dropping the mage in later as a as a downloadable dlc yeah it's, bucks, it's possible go, i mean that's you know I, I, hey, that's a thing but future state like you know a dragonlands game where i get to play as raceland or tannis or sturm or caramel i i'd be happy like at least their party covers all like the the major archetypes of of characters. Yeah. Dave, I would even play that right next to you. I'd play my own game sitting right next to you, just so we can experience it together. If it was single player, yeah. you would play some Tasselhoff Burfoot. That's love. A little padfoot going on, huh? Uh. One sec. I'm going to back from nowhere. Sure. We did not pause the podcast at all. Yeah, we did. No pause. Nope. Uh, it showed pause here. 
Uh, oh, there goes our BTS segment. Uh, sorry, guys. I know you're excited for that, but these two. Uh, no. Um, yes, that's a. Uh, that's our. That's our. Yeah, we're not. Don't play it, probably, unless you like are really suffering for content. Um, I've just been playing Disco Elysium. I played. Well, been playing. I played two hours about of it. What's it called? It came out two years ago. Disco Elysium. Heard of it. Yep. It comes out for Xbox, but I bought it for computer. Just because I was like, oh, yeah, I can play computer games sort of now because um, I got a new machine. But, uh, yeah, it's really good so far. A lot of narrative stuff. So single player only. If you're interested in like a cool story and like uh, just like an unbelievable amount of choices and like really good dialogue, uh, really funny, pithy writing. Uh, check it out. It does come out for Xbox next in August, I think. Gotcha. Um, but, I mean, it's kind of built. Like, I, I would rather play it. And this sounds weird. I'd rather play on PC because it's like a lot of men, like not menus, but like clicking and like moving around and like dialogue selection. So you're going to be moving your thumbstick around a lot. <laughs> Press an A, but no skip. Like sometimes I'll, there's a game you're playing. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like A, 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 skip through dialogue. La, 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 la. I don't care. Um, this game, I'm like, interesting. Reading. Yes. Listening. Ah, very good. Um, no, no skip zone. Um, but yeah. So I mean, this is mad old. It's probably I think it's got a couple of Game of the Year awards. So I'm not unique in my appreciation of the game. But if you're like me and you're and you were waiting for it to come on out, uh, come out on Xbox, download it, play, it, give it a little try, give it a little whirl. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, that's all I got for today. Thank you guys for coming. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I guess you know, uh, last few weeks I've been like, hey, we should talk about Dungeons and Dragon, like real life, like DMing stuff. Like, you know, and then every single time you get distracted, like with E3 or Halo or see these has dropped a surprise hit. It is the season, but uh, that way, yeah, yeah, it's uh, as things start opening up in the sort of not really post pandemic, but you know, less pandemic, uh, America, and you can see more people, more people get vaccinated, you know, more social events. More social events will be uh, occurring. We heard that, Brian, you know, that was on. <laughs> I was going to say tape, but we don't use tapes anymore. I'm 30. Yes, um, tape. But uh, yeah, so I do, I do a um, little bit of uh, guilty pleasures reading like the D&D horror stories yeah. subreddit and uh, just hearing t- just the like lack of social skills that like allow these people to completely ignore everybody's feelings around them and do the cringiest shit possible. Um, I mean – I didn't really have a game plan going in. Uh, I was just I mean, wondering that, that that's what you feel uh, Dungeons and Dragons is. No, 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 no. I'm just like that's what stories? I. No, 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 no. Just like these specific people, but like it's just like maybe think like what does like a good DM? How do you avoid these pitfalls? Like, like maybe personal anecdotes about like cringy shit that someone you were playing with did, or like um, how do you avoid? Like, I them, I you know? don't get involved in groups of people that would allow cringy shit to happen. Like for yeah. me, role playing is a very personal experience. And because that of that, I only play with the, the closest yeah. of my friends. Um, mm-hmm. which is why I've never role played with you in the room, Jeremy, cause fuck you. Um, <laughs> and I only, only for play uh, with uh, listeners, I'm crying silently. <laughs> no, I, I'm kidding. You, you know what I mean? Uh, mm. no, like, like, you know, Ray, Liz, cat, you know, Close friends. Uh, you would be included in that jackass. I'm just busting your balls a little bit. But 
like I, I just like there, there's certain things in, in in role playing that you know you have to open yourself up to, and I don't feel comfortable doing that with people that could introduce that element of cringe. So I have the cringe detector, and there's certain people that I'm just like, nah, I'm not interested, nah. I do want to say, so. like, for people who might not know, I'm the cringe I'm referring to would be something like where like one of the characters in your party is like, I want to fuck this other female player character in my party. Can I roll like a, a dice check for like physical altercation or whatever? And then the DM's like, Yeah, go ahead. You can you can absolutely sexually assault. Yeah, there's player, that cringe, the but then there's also you're, other you're evil. I, let me let me break this down because uh, I literally. I, I make con appearances based on this stuff, okay? <laughs> um, there's a couple of things wrong Introducing with Introducing Ray. Okay, there, there are a couple of things wrong with the scenario. Players should police other players when it's cringy, okay? Like, dude, just stop. We're skipping this part. Um, two, what the DM in the rule book is supposed to allow the players to do anything and allow them to do whatever, okay? ideologically that's taken uh, that that's altruistic okay um there are some mm -hmm. things that i don't allow if you're wearing as let's say a human if you're wearing 400 pounds of armor i'm not allowing you to try to even attempt to make a jump 10 feet <laughs> okay it's not happening okay <laughs> mm -hmm. there's like some some certain logics there and the same thing would happen with interactions players are in full control and they're all heroes of equal uh status right so one player saying i want to smack the hell out of the other player i usually i usually i start narrating it for uh comedic effect you know so uh, at that point it either will succeed won't succeed but you're going to get repercussions either way this is very much like a standard movie or tv show trope you know, uh, let's let's use cheers, Sam and mm -hmm. Diane, right? Like Diane smacks Sam, so he smacks her right back, that type of thing. You don't get the one up here. You're going to still come away equal. So a lot of my players know usually it's off the table unless it's for funsies, right? Um, I mm -hmm. also strictly monitor any type of uh, anything sexually in a game. Things can be sexual in a game, but... We don't do descriptions. We usually do cutaways, things like that. General consensus of the table of what they want. And the GM, okay? If a GM tells you, sure, do whatever you want with a smile on his face, it's because the GM read the rule book, is not an experienced GM, and is just saying, puts, he wants to put his hands up and say, that's what the book said. No, the book is a guideline for your game of make-believe, not a hard and fast rules. Okay? Yeah. So a lot of this cringe goes away with an experienced DM. Okay. That being said, mm -hmm. I have yeah. been you know, I, I, in public games as well, which are sockful. Uh, they're good for getting into the hobby, yeah. but not for long-term play. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I, I would say that if if you're, as a player or a GM, utilizing any role-playing game for some kind of cringy wish fulfillment or torture porn or uh, rape fantasization, like any of that kind of crap, you're, you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong zone. Uh, you know, the, whatever, whatever your, your kink is or whatever your, your, your deal is, 
like that's something for private when you start involving other people and their characters that people have become emotionally attached to um you're starting to pull them into that that same thing and if they are uncomfortable with said uh you know path that you're going down and vocalize it it is incumbent on you to immediately stop what you're doing and and 180 that shit uh and if you don't you're a piece of shit and you should be thrown out of any game group uh your your enjoyment should not be derived by pulling the enjoyment out of other people like like removing their enjoyment uh it should be everybody building each other up not one person destroying everybody else's experience in order to have their you know perfect fantasy or whatever like that's not what it is I have pulled people out of games that I saw the writing on the wall and a couple of people had already complained and said, yeah, you're not welcome in this particular gaming group anymore. Um, you know, it, it happens. Um, it, even, even if you monitor, you can only go so far in monitoring what a person's about to say. People that mm-hmm. want, that will want to say stuff will say whatever it is that they want to say. And then it's already out in the open on the table at that point. Right. Um, but it doesn't mean that your group, your social group, has to deal with it. D&D is about, it's all about choices, including who you play with, which is why I'm very selective over who's in what game that I'm running. Some people are way better at sci-fi mm-hmm. than fantasy. You know, some people react a little differently to those things. Or, you know, uh, maybe I don't like the way the same mix-up of people is. I want to, you know, mix it up a bit and see if there's a new chemistry that we can have. That type of thing. So there's there's a lot that goes mm-hmm. into it um, for a GM and a player group. Some players are uncomfortable with other players, and that's why they don't get invited. It's just the way it is, you know. So it, there's there's a lot to be said for personal accountability and responsibility. Hmm, I wonder where those words come from. Uh, in uh, in anything, like, sorry, D and D is a mm-hmm. fantasy world, but not just your fantasy world. You know what I mean? It's everyone's, mm-hmm. and you have to respect yeah. everyone around you. Or you don't get to play. That's kind of how it is. You can cry about it all you want. You can carry it up all you want. And the truth is, is if the other players don't want to play with you, they're not going to. So those those cringy sessions are mm-hmm. a lot, probably a lot from GMs that <laughs> have to run games at game stores more than anything else. Or I would people say that yeah, are a good amount of them, they're friends. like, I was at the... Yeah, you won't you yeah. won't get a lot of people from personal experiences or whatnot. Uh, like, uh, my my game room downstairs is uh, sacred land. Nobody's supposed to be bringing weird shit there. Like literally, everybody leaves it all at the door. And if we want to talk about something serious, we go out on the back porch. We don't actually even talk about it in the game room. Dave, am I right? Like when we're talking about serious yep, shit, absolutely. we'll go outside. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that table's that table's sacred. That's a sacred space, and you could just have fun there. That's what you're supposed to be doing. You know, I I try to nurture a place where people can feel safe and and role play and get into their characters and never feel any type of shame or silly or whatever. Dude, the amount of voices that I I come up with at that table is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like everyone should feel safe in exploring that there. So. And that's the GM's responsibility. And that's not to say that there hasn't, yeah, like like in our Pathfinder game, 
uh, I played a, a half-elf pirate uh, rogue who was a hopeless romantic and kept hitting on an NPC, but it wasn't in like like any way that was sexual at all. Mm-hmm. The, you know what I mean? Like it was just he was like you know kind of a Captain Jack Sparrow type character, yeah. mm-hmm. and you know it was kind of you know. A, a bumbling idiot when he came to, you know, for, he had no so, games. Like, that was a running so we yeah, joke. Yeah. 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 Is it was, me? Yeah, it was you. Yeah, pretty much. I modeled the halfling. <laughs> a halfling. Ro- oh, shit. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah, he was, he was, he definitely hadn't had sex for at least four years. Uh, <laughs> so it's literally Germany. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Halfling, virgin, born again. Oh, virgin, half elf, uh, half elf, half elf. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have hit a little too close to home. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know what I mean, stuff like that, I, I, I don't find uh, cringy. I think it's it, like it's played for comedic effect. Like, yeah, I, I, you know, I would, I would attempt to, to hit on this like badass assassin uh, NPC, and she would just shut me down because I'm an idiot. <laughs> like, you know what I mean. And then everybody at the table would laugh at me pretty much because I would make a fool out of like my character would make a fool out of himself, not me. Yeah, not yeah. But so you know, in the same but, game, like, I'm world the of with me. That, and that, yes, <laughs> he's the opposite. He's, <laughs> so yeah, it, it, he's modeled after game. himself. Big stretch I'm, for Ray. Shut up. <laughs> Big stretch. <laughs> I was a cleric with game. He was like a musketeer. He was a cleric that that looked like a musketeer, mm-hmm. right? So he even had the big cloud hat. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I would constantly try to give him advice that I knew was just not going to work at all here. You know what I mean? But the character <laughs> didn't. So it was it was a very funny interaction. And if you can get a if you can get a long standing joke like that, that's different than you know, like like he was saying, like you know, whatever type of dark fantasy you got going on not mm-hmm. at the table unless everyone's prepared for it you know what i'm saying like right. and even then like if one person has a reservation all all ideas are nixed off the table for it period you know that, that's yeah like, like i'm i'm not into that like like darker side of things like you know so i would not sign off on on something like that which is yeah. why like ray has the consent forms like what where are your boundaries so that we know if things start veering off of that, we can bump things back onto the track. Um, and if I was in a group where I was the lone, like I don't feel comfortable with rape fantasy and everybody else was, I would seriously reconsider the friend group that I had. First of all, (laughs) second of all, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't partake. I would, I would bow out. You know what I mean? Uh, Because again, Maybe not to that extreme, but like I'm not going to be the one person who's holding up like a group that wants to go down a road, not specifically <laughs> that road. That road, a I probably rape start phoning some, you know, some people, police. right? Yeah. yeah, like, but you, you know what I mean. Like, I like I just think that it's important to discuss boundaries before you get into you know a long term yeah. campaign, especially, yeah. um, and. And, and really know kind of what you're getting into before you just jump in with both feet. And uh, and if you're uncomfortable with with things that people, you know, you have to speak up and 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 don't allow yourself not to be heard. 
because that's another thing. Like people would be like, I don't really, and then they get talked over, and then then all of a sudden, like they feel compelled to like go with it. Like that that shouldn't be a thing. Sure. And I don't think that I've ever been in a game group that didn't nurture the correct environment where the, that person could come forward and say, hey, like it's never happened because no, none has ever gone to any kind of like dark side or. But there's certain trigger things that some people have, whether it be, you know, arachnophobia or, you know, other things that aren't like, you know, of the sexual harassment or rape culture, like, like, you know, yeah, even beyond that, way uh, far, okay. far side, but like uh, even closer uh, to home, like, you know, yeah, like violence against children is on the consent form, like things like yeah. that. Um, and, and for transparency for the audience, uh, I'm opening up a horror game, and both Dave and Jeremy have decided to join, and that's why we're talking about the consent forms and stuff like that. So there's there's a listing of different topics on the consent form of, and it's red light, green, yellow light, green light, you know, and th- those are the choices on it. If it's a red light, that's a full stop. If it's a green light, you don't care about it. And if it's a yellow light, uh, foreshadowing a little bit of warning ahead of time is usually what what is called for, so that way you can kind of you know yeah. steal yourself. Some people are okay with that. Some people aren't, you know. So. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That, that's that's kind of how that works. Some solid advice. Yeah. Hey, look, Brian, you have an any experience? Like, I I personally haven't. <laughs> yeah. We'd even have to, like, bring you in as a guest. Um, yeah, I've only really played as, like, a kid or, like, in, like, a very lighthearted atmosphere with, like, sure. younger, like, my cousins, like, when we were, and they were younger. So I've never had to deal with anything kind of like this. It was, like, mostly on rails, like, gameplay, but. Brian, do you have any experience with anything like related to this at all? Or, I mean, in high school, I played some uh, D. Well, there was a few D and D, but most of it was themed uh, tabletop, you know, role playing um, to whatever we were into that week. Um, and I don't know; it was just tabletop. You know, there wasn't any bad or good experiences. We just had a good time, and, and we were all good friends with each other so it's not like you know we had that cringe person or that unknown person joining the group you know <laughs> so it was the wild card we all we all knew each other well enough to know what to expect cool yep. yeah but that uh, was a long time ago oh. i haven't played any uh, tabletop in a while Advice out there for everyone. If you're going to a game store, know your limits. And honestly, even though it would spice things up, try to keep things pretty vanilla uh, <laughs> to not be the cringe person. And be aware of your surroundings. If everyone's looking at you like you have a, you just sprouted a second head, a guado out of the side of your neck, then it's you. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I understood that reference. Uh, like, right now, I have a, I have a, I have people that I know and people that I'm friends with. And right now, out of everybody that I know, I could tell you who I would play D&D with and who I wouldn't play D&D with. You know what I Where mean? Where am I? Yep. <laughs> Hard no. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> no, I would, I would play with you. Um, I would play with all of you. Um, but there are just some people that I just, like, I wouldn't. I just would be like if they and if they invited me or tried to invite themselves um, to a D and D session, I'd be like, no, I would just say no, bro. I'm just no, straight out tell them no. 
Yeah. I'm going sure to challenge the audience here. If you're listening to this and you have a particular topic on on role playing games, groups, or whatever, I used to have an advice column called Diplomacy Check. Um, feel free to write your questions in or email us or, or contact us in some way. Ask the question, we'll address it on air. How's that? Yeah, you can do that through the Anchor app. You can ask a voice question, actually, so we could even use your voice if you wanted. Or, you know, Discord message, you know, whatever. Join the Discord link in the description. I think we have an email. It's like invite to party podcast at Gmail. I'll have to look it up. I can put it in the description too. If you guys, that? what if people have been writing in? This yeah, it's uh, it's it's tapped. <laughs> it's attached to my app or my app, my uh, Gmail app. So that's the only reason, the only thing I use my Gmail app for. Everything else is through the Apple Mail app. But um, yeah, some some solid advice. Well, uh, I think it's a pretty solid episode. We talked about Game of the Year uh, contenders today. Several. <laughs> Um, uh, one of them was from 2019. Low key discussion about. Yeah, we're gonna do that. Uh, I'm gonna do like a like a, 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 a sign off yeah. to people. Yeah, so that way, if you guys do want to stick around, you can listen to the low key discussion about Loki, the show about Loki, after my little uh, dismissal. But uh, if you haven't watched it yet, if you're waiting to the end, you know, come back later, or you can check out the the uh, just those segments on our YouTube channel. Uh, on every Saturday. Now I'm holding myself to, to that shit. Um, yeah, so you check it out every Saturday on the YouTube channel, um, basically right after we're done recording. Uh, so you can go check it out there after you watch the episode if you want to see that specifically. But uh, if you're leaving us now, thank you for coming to the party, and we'll check you next time. Peace. Later, yo. Bye. Bye. Deuces. Deuces? <laughs> Question mark. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Loki discussion about Loki, the show about Loki. It's going to be, I think it's like slightly different every time, but uh, this is going to be about episode three, which I can't remember the name of it. It's like Lamentus was the name of the planet. Lamentus one, yeah. Was it? Okay. Was it really? Yeah. That was a guess. That was a guess. Hey. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, we can start out strong talking about this episode. Uh, does anybody else want them to kiss? Uh, Even though they're kind of like the same person, no, uh, no, no. When they were having dinner, you weren't like, man, there. You didn't feel like a little bit of electricity going on. You have been alone far too long, sir. No. Yeah, they're like uh, completely different people, which is odd. Also, no, but they're the same person. They're no, well, one kind of not. Right? I do have something. About they had like that. completely different upbringing, so it's kind of like if a stepbrother and stepsister. Whoa. Yes, is that, is that so wrong? <laughs> Stepbrother, what are you doing? Oh, look at that TikTok. Oh, Jeremy's spending uh, uh, too much time on, too much time on uh, TikTok. Hub. TikTok. Yeah, the uh, baller hub because I'm a gangster. Mm, I'm going to cut that. That's, that. Don't listen to that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a really cool God. episode. Uh, do you, did it? I can't. I, mean, I vaguely remember what we talked about episode two, but did it? I feel like it didn't really go exactly the way we were saying it did you find it predictable did you think because i thought they were gonna be more adversarial i mean there's still like the the last second like betrayal from sylvie where she's like i was actually just using you the whole time because i'm actually 
bad. And then like Loki has to stab her in the back or whatever, do his thing, stab in the back. Um, but I, you know, I, I like this one Look, a lot. The, the, there was a severe lack of Owen Wilson in this, this episode. So that's one thing that I'd like to point out. Wow. I thought the, the who's the female actress playing the Sylvie Sophia um, something I've, I've seen her before like somewhere else but she's she's really good I think she stands toe-to-toe with Tom Hiddleston like he doesn't overwhelm uh, the scene in except my for opinion. when he's singing uh, let's let's be honest uh, that was you know that's very entertaining that was great that whole scene yeah, it's a very entertaining show. Uh, uh, episode. It's obviously an entertaining show. Um, I think it was kind of like one of the middle season episodes where it's like you're walking along the path and then you're kind of like, all right, what's the destination? The ending, I kind of, I'm like, what? And in this episode, next? Loki dropped a hint that he's bisexual. Oh, yeah. So that was cool. It's like men and women. It was just like, yeah, whatever, bro. I'll do whatever. I'll do it That's, all. Yeah. I'm a prince, baby. That was cool. Just an offhanded yeah. comment. That was cool. So, uh, is uh, Sylvie Loki, or no. a creation of Loki, uh, a.k.a. the Enchantress? I think Sylvie's the Enchantress, straight up. Mind you, alternate world Enchantress, alternate dimension Enchantress, timeline, whatever, where she does... She is in place of that Loki position, if you get my drift. I think mm-hmm. she's both, yeah. She occupies that like spot that Loki Yeah, that, that spot in the universe. But that is Enchantress, which matches up with her powers exactly. That's not... Yeah, yeah it, it, that's kind of what she does. You know what I mean? Uh, but it would allow for both of them to exist at the same time. As, as you know what I mean? Like, it, this, this not mm-hmm. being lady loki per se this is actually enchantress allows them to after the series still both coexist instead of muddying up things for in star movies this is loki too i don't think both of them will still exist after this series but um i hope so sylvie by the way just say yeah oh, really Honestly, I think if anything, they're one of them. They may they may still exist, but their story's not going to continue with the MCU. There's just not room for both. I don't know about that. I mean, they yeah, they already introduced in uh, Enchantress's little sister in Agents of Shield. So I feel like they're different enough that I feel like they could coexist, and they already start to feel like it's already. I already basically forgot that she's kind of Loki. She's like, oh, this is Sylvie. To yeah, someone different because she even like, says don't call me loki um, mm-hmm. and that bomb that so she we, dropped at the very end the uh tva or yeah using variants to work mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah that that they I've, are evil as fuck we like liz and i talked about that on the couch we suspected that because mm-hmm. you know just because you run a timeline doesn't mean that you're just creating life left and right they had to come from somewhere and right. It's the only place they would have been able to pull them from is time. Why not just the variants? Like that was the that was the thought process. I think they started doing that because they started pulling these variants from these timelines, then pruning the timelines, and then the variants had nowhere to go. 
So they yeah, just reset fine. their minds and made them work better. Yeah, why not? That detail, totally. I didn't even think about that, I, I think at, that uh, for one second. Yeah, I, I think that the the ultimate uh, goal of Sylvie, though, seems to be to eliminate the the facade of free will and and give people actual free will. Because I think that much like what Loki was alluding to when he first got to the TVA is like, I make my own decisions. No, you don't. Everything's predetermined on this timeline. We're here to make sure that it happens. So she well, if there's no it. TVA, then there's only free will. Yeah. There's only free will. So I think something happened to her, and she blames the TVA. Um, maybe she was a variant that that saw a different you know timeline about to occur. It got or shut down by TVA, die. or what, whatever it might be. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And this is all speculation, but like she blames the TVA for removing that freedom of choice and uh, free will from her. And now she's, she's on a, a, a tear to, to tear them down and, and get in there and, and yeah. make it so that everybody has free will again. Cause she kind of see like that they're, they're locking everybody into a, yeah. Know, you kind of see that with Loki where he reads about how like basically they were like, no, Ragnarok has to occur and like your people have to all die basically. And he's kind of yeah. like, wait, you could like, I mean, it would mess up the timeline, but and like maybe the events of Endgame would have played out differently if Ragnarok hadn't occurred and they hadn't all died. But, you know, it's kind of like, all right, so those you just let those 200 and a quarter million or million whatever people like just die because it had to yeah. happen. Yeah, actually, that all that makes complete sense to me. Um, one one thing I, I want to say about uh, Mobius is he reminds me of um, Phil Coulson a little bit from the Avengers, because you know how like Phil Coulson would say things to the Avengers that weren't exactly true, um, like you know with the uh, that one thing with the the Captain America cards or whatever, uh, um, and um, throwback, yeah. And I think <clears throat> Mobius is the equivalent of that. And Renslayer is the equivalent of uh, Nick Fury. Awesome. And they're not, and they're not, and they're, they're keeping things um, oh, from Loki. They're not telling him do everything. You, oh yeah. Do you think Owen they're knows? Definitely not. Yeah. Or not Owen. Do you think Mobius knows he's Owen? We're on a personal no, basis. He does you not know, know he's a variant uh, because I think that's where he's uh, so really drawn to uh, jet skis. They pulled him I off think... one. Yeah, like he was, yeah, he was probably... Uh... Oh, jet skis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I was like, yeah. jet skis. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think he might know. I don't think <clears throat> he does or he would not have divulged uh, all of that. I... He did. The I, I, I think there that. has to be some kind of a epiphany for, for him. He, he may, but I don't think he knows. And I think that's going to be a, a huge part of it. Yeah, he might need a nudge in the right I think direction. so also. Like he's going he's gonna to realize that he's fighting on the wrong side. What if so. everybody mm -hmm. at the TVA that works there is a Loki variant? I don't think that's... No, that's, <laughs> I don't think that's possible. You heard it here, for, 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 you heard it here folks. No, I don't Loki think it's variants, possible. Everybody. The whole place would blow up. 
Literally, Loki's you don't can't like have too many Lokis. Work. Everything's beneath them. It's true. Loki, Loki's here Loki. as uh, he's symbolic in the Marvel universe as a uh, force of change. They they tell him that in the first episode, and mm-hmm. it's actually kind of true. That's why I don't think this is Loki's story. I think this is Sylvie's story, and we've been dicking around for two episodes. Hmm. I think Sylvie's the one that's actually the hero of this piece. Could be. So. I think so, yeah. Especially after this one where it kind of like shifts from like, oh, this evil person taking over to like you empathize with her. And like, oh, maybe she's not that bad. I mean, she's still a Loki or Loki-esque person, so she's cutthroat. But like, I don't think her body is Loki. I think her mind is Loki. Like, Loki put his mind in some person um, because something was happening to him or something. I don't know. No, this is well. They they definitely say she even admits she's a variant. She just doesn't want to be called Loki because her name is actually Sylvie. Sort of like Loki's name is not Loki. It's right. That's why I'm saying like it's Loki inhabiting another body, or they're both inhabiting the same body. Is what I'm saying, and they're aware of that. Well, Doctor Banny, you got any? My uh, brain hurts on that one. <laughs> I, I I don't think that they're inhabiting the same body. I think that this is either um, in that timeline, maybe uh, Loki passed away and Sylvie was a construct made by him. Uh, because in the comics, uh, Enchantress was like a joke that <laughs> Loki created. Um <laughs> uh, so they could be playing into that, or um, maybe uh, she stepped into the Loki role after maybe that Loki was like a notorious uh, villain, and that's why she doesn't want to be called Loki. She stepped into the role, but doesn't want to associate herself with the name because maybe that was her her the way she became a variant is by killing off the original Loki and taking his place. I don't know. Yeah, is it? There's a number of different possibilities, and I don't think uh, going down this particular rabbit hole is going to get us any answers whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I do I know that... really enjoy the way the episode was structured. Um, I like the fact that it was entirely on a completely different planet, um, and you got to see both of their strengths and weaknesses play out during the course of their attempted escape. I also think one thing I want to say be the one to save them, by the way. I don't think so. I think uh, I think Loki's playing Sylvie, and the th- that the thing is not actually broken. That's what I thought as well. Like when he pulled it out, I was like, "He's faking it." Like that's not actually broken. But I also like now that you say, it, I do like the Mobius thing because they know where to look for them or for Sylvie. It's like in the last seconds of an apocalypse or last few minutes. So yeah, that's what naturally I mean. they would go. If the that were the so case, wouldn't wouldn't too. they have shown up like right after they got there? But they had twelve hours, so maybe they're showing up closer to like D Day. Uh, so, like, no, remember hour. what they said in the previous episode that you can't you can't interfere behind like the timeline. Everything has to happen in real time, so they can't like they'd have to research which one to go to, right? So the they step through the gate. He has to go back to the TVA. He has to, you know, bust open uh, the files on every apocalypse. 
He has to narrow it down to which one. All that's taking time while they're riding on the train. You know what I mean? And then he has to interfere in real time with their branch. So then okay. he gets there later, but still in time to save them within mm-hmm. the 24 hours till the apocalypse or whatever. It'd be interesting to see what happens. Because they, are, they already after, hinted at that think, being a thing. Yeah. I don't think that machine is not busted. I think it completely is. That and they still need power for it anyway to even open up a portal. I think it's okay. Now I think it's broken. I think I like that Mobius comes and he's like, oh, oh, hey, oh, wow. Need a wow. ride? You leave <laughs> that man alone. He's been magic this whole season, right? This whole series. He's great. No, Mr. Wilson's amazing. Watching this, I like that theory now. go back and watch Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights again. I just saw Shanghai Noon recently. <laughs> So, yes, uh, I those did. movies are magical. Uh, <clears throat> you want to go watch the Royal Tannenbaums? Uh, by the Not way, as magical. Uh, complete, complete uh, uh, shift from Marvel to DC. If you want to see his brother, Luke Wilson, he's coming back for season two of Stargirl, which is, by the way, a, an amazing show. Yeah, it's really good. I watched the first couple episodes. It's pretty good. I got I to gotta catch up on my DC It's filmed shows. here in Georgia. I'm sorry. Isn't everything? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, most uh, most CW girl. shows are are uh, filmed in Canada. Canada. Yeah. yeah. Which the production will probably go up there soon anyway, because uh, they they're going to be uh, not on the DC, Vancouver. not on the Warner Brothers app, but on the uh, uh, <clears throat> CW. Hmm. God, Dave. I'm sorry. I was just saying, Vancouver is where they film most of them. I said yeah. Toronto, but that's wrong. It's Vancouver. Mm-hmm. The the other side cool. of the isn't that where they used to film all the really cool shows that we watched uh, on like Sunday afternoons or Saturday evening, uh, early evenings like Forever Night and and stuff like a that. A lot right? of shows like Vancouver used to be like the the Canadian Hollywood, uh, especially for television, because of the tax breaks and conversion rates and whatnot. It was cheaper to film there. Plus, Vancouver has like a distinct uh, American look that can look like multiple parts of the country so that, yeah. you know, they could location scout for like something in the South or something in like the, you know, industrial, more industrial Northeast or, you know, like that kind of stuff. They, so they, they could get a lot, a lot of uh, bang for their buck up there. It's uh, also why a lot of the also, CW shows are like so easy to cross over with each other because they're all filmed right there. They're all in the same spot, yeah. 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 You can uh, pay Canadian actors who, even if they work in America a lot, you can pay them less if they do their work in Canada. I, I just know. learned that. I, I know I know not to buy books up there because every time I look at the back of one of my hardcovers, it says like fifteen ninety nine American or twenty four ninety nine Canadian. So I'm, I'm buying books in America, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's all I know. Yeah, it's cheaper. Uh, I've never been so, to Vancouver. I've only been to like the the eastern part of Canada, from Quebec down to. Toronto I've only been to the six. The, the six. That's Toronto. That's where Drake. I've from. never been to Canada. I've never been over that border. Uh, really? I I haven't since they required a passport. But back in the day when you just needed a driver's license, I used to go up all the time. Hmm. Toronto's a really magical city. I, uh, it's, it's fantastic. It's very clean, very easy to get public transportation. 
fun to bar hop. Uh, Interesting. Everybody's polite. Uh, as far as we know, really there's also no uh, indigenous children buried in underground too. What? Why do you have That's to be great. such a fucking Debbie Downer, motherfucker? I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's maple a magical play. Canada it, it, has a dirty, dark secret: dead kids buried underground. With that being said, Loki was buried. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I wow. All right. Well, hey, we went from, you know, a magical bar hopping city with great public transportation to dead children. But, you know, whatever. It's yeah. fine. So, uh, Indigenous it's children are children, too. Jeremy, That's what Loki that always said. Uh, uh, filled out from you first, okay? Do they have, uh, do they have a lot <laughs> of poltergeists in Canada? In Toronto? No. It's, uh, it's a reference to the... Uh, we'll talk about it after. But uh, this is... Uh, all right. That's... Uh, I think it's a good segue episode to the next little bit, which I think will be the next major, like, like major plot point, like obvious plot point. This was, I felt like more of a character building episode with Sylvie, like getting to know her more. Yeah, absolutely. And like, so like not a whole lot really happened in terms of like movement against the TVA or like to the next plot, point. but they obviously need to flesh out Sylvie cause she's like a new character. Um, and then kind of get you to start empathizing with her. That's the other thing. I was like, what are they going to do with these last three episodes? Like the next one's going to have to start off like basically with, in theory, the, uh, the escape with Owen Wilson, uh, and, and then go from there, obviously. But I hope they both make it. And I hope we get to see them in a movie, at least Sylvie. Well, they're both going to make it past this episode. You know that. Oh, also Sylvie, this character is a young Avenger, by the way. So she's definitely going to make it because they're doing that. They're yeah, she, Sylvie Kang. is the she's the enchantress, but she's not the first enchantress. Uh, she. This is where Dave came in uh, uh, and said that Loki made an enchantress. Right. So. <laughs> uh, I would also like to give a quick shout out to the uh, Netflix show Sweet Tooth. If you haven't watched it, check it out. It's. Uh, I'm going to this afternoon. I heard it's good. I don't I have Netflix, so. Uh, steal a password. Uh-huh. I didn't say that out loud, though. Um, <laughs> I'm already using Jeremy's uh, Disney Plus. I know you're not. I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. Who said that? Mickey. We, we <laughs> no, Mickey. No, he's coming. So since, the, um, since the last 30 seconds have to be edited out now for legal uh, reasons, uh, I'm <laughs> going to watch Sweet Tooth. Gosh, you sure screwed up. <laughs> that sounds like a really good horror game and then it's like they just swap all the uh characters like in uh the village resident evil village with like goofy like the like they're just oh creeping around. boy that'd be uh that'd be great but just see his uh, shadow with a knife coming around the corner that yeah. would freak me out really um so yeah it's a low-key discussion about loki isn't that what about five loki? nights at freddy's is though sort uh, of it's more like chucky it's, cheese. it's getting trapped in a, in a haunted chucky e. cheese is what that show yeah. okay. or Showtime yeah. Pizza for those of you in the south. But um, yeah, thank you for uh, coming. Uh, did I say see show, you next week. Business. We'll see you at the uh, same time next week, next Saturday on YouTube because it's gonna come out every Saturday on YouTube. Definitely, I'm not lying. It's gonna happen. Or you can right. listen to it after. Oh, oh shit! Until next week. Um, yeah. So thank you. Um, I guess we'll do another another goodbye for you guys. But uh, thanks for coming to the party, the Loki party. Peace. Oh, that's the bad one. I flicked you guys off. Oh, my bad. All right. That's, you say goodbye. Uh, I'm going to Photoshop it in. Photoshop it. What? <laughs>